All right, guys, welcome back to Food News and Cheese Radio. I'm Jeremy Ashby. This is Sylvia Lovely. It's our second half. We get to talk to our fun guest, Sylvia. I know. I love that place. I know. We actually, <laughs> this is one of our favorite places. One of the one of the ones I bring my family when we want good Italian food, but yes. just a great restaurant group here in town. Yeah, we got Jillian Richards right. with us. Yes. Director of Training and Marketing yeah, for we, Bella Note we. Restaurant Group. And that's got several, tell us about all the different, entities of that. Yes, so we've got Smashing Tomato, which I feel like a lot of people have been to at least once or twice, um, but maybe not connecting it to the Bellinote restaurant. I think you're right, Mm -hmm. because Uh, it's a different kind of... Yeah. feel yeah so I mean it's a little bit different than what we do with everything else because you it's that quick casual and everything else is full service but it's that full service feel but quick in and out mm-hmm. easy for families on the go with that wood-fired pizza that you just can't yummy yeah the, that's one thing I've always I've, I've kind of at 3,000 feet been looking at it, your restaurant group and watching it through the years because I'm here in town and one thing that I, I, I think they do well is like Whenever that wood-fired pizza concept Mm -hmm. was just in its very infancy, you guys were already pretty much up and running with Smashing Tomato. Like, you saw that coming. You guys are on the trend. You're on the verge. And you you do it really, really well. I think even in the past, there was, like, the burger and custard place. Oh, yeah. That was before my time. Right. Before your time. But even still, that was, like... Custard and bug? I don't know about that. It was was where Chewy's is now. It was called Nuggets. It was great. But, you know, maybe a little for its time because that's what they were doing was the, the smash burgers and the frozen custard that just took wow. off for three wow. years after that, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyway, you guys know what you're doing, and I love the restaurant. And it's it's smashing tomato. And it's, then we have got Bella Cafe and Grill in the heart of Chevy Chase area. So cool. Yeah, I yeah, love you it. You can't go wrong with that. Um, that whole neighborhood is just amazing and welcoming. And But that one's different, though, because you get to step out for the first time of our Italian umbrella that we have Mm -hmm. and but we still stay true to like the scratch made the as much local as possible high-end ingredients to deliver it's such a nice intimate atmosphere too i mean tables are close and you just feel good being in there but it's real different it's bella what else is it's just the two and then bella note but i love bella note you know i got i got (gasps) i love the bread yeah i know i got some (laughs) i got some food questions also about the bella note you guys have been there long enough to to have your base this, down this month 26 years so i mean 26 26 years, years. Yeah. so what are the tr- what are the ones what are the dishes that are still the most popular that the most requested and, that, and the bread that just mentioned the, the bread and butter yeah. <laughs> the bread and butter of the bread and butter yeah those big um, bread things yeah they're just well, like, one you can never go wrong with that but really it's the bread's great but the herb blend that goes with it you just can't oh yeah. that's what makes it in my personal opinion now you're never going to get away from the staples, yeah. the fettuccine alfredo. Right. Uh, I mean, chicken parm. Yeah, well, chicken parm, but I think fettuccine alfredo. And you know, years and years ago, they went from making the sauce um, in bigger batches, like most pe- people do, to making it per order. Yeah. And doing that nutmeg butter and just really going back down to that classic mm-hmm. sauce. I mean, it makes a world of difference, the way that it adheres to the pasta, the way that the flavor stays, and it's, you just can't beat that. It Mm -hmm. really is hard to beat. You know, if you got just that classic recipe, just cream and and good cheese and butter. Butter. And salt and pepper. Oh, you can't go wrong. You know, it's, it's. And the story behind Fettuccine Alfredo was, you know, made from Italian movie stars in yeah. Italy, just looking for yep. something that they could recognize. Yeah. Who and founded this place? I mean, what, it's how Kenny did Toyota, it start? who is the owner. And I think it, uh, he's pretty well known in Lexington because he 
started Fazoli's, and that originated oh, here in the Lexington yeah. area. So it sure did. You've got um, a man who has loved Italian food for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. and, and a good businessman. Um, he spoke at a class that I was in, and when I was doing hospitality management training at UK, he came to speak to our HMT group, just oh. about you know being the CEO of a of a chain or of a, of a yeah. restaurant of a, a large hospitality group and it's one of the better speakers and more interesting people well, he's that been I've, successful too yeah absolutely Very successful so, definitely oh, yeah. a visionary he is just before his Knows time what he's doing. he really is and yeah he stays true to himself too which is so great and we need that as an industry yeah. um you know somebody who's pushing the envelope in and we're there to follow in push push along too mm -hmm. and so another compliment on the food sorry sylvia I just oh wanted, no i just um, <laughs> I, i've had a thousand things i'm gonna yeah i know i I'm, i love I'll, like i said so the kitchens you guys have the concepts you come up with the execution you know that takes a, a lot of diversity so i mean is is this something you guys just come up with or is there a chef mastermind behind the the picture that can construct yes. these concepts we do we are very fortunate to have kevin toyota who is also cooney's son um mm -hmm. and he is our our chef he's one who's really does the recipe development mm -hmm. um and that is his specialty and he's done i mean he's specialized in so many different areas we you know he's worn many hats of being known as the bread nazi or you know bread nazi. really he's uh, he's good at that <laughs> yeah and, and but he is so technical with things as well he could look at pizza dough and if it's different or if something's off he could say well you know this just has what, a gift this for is it. what it yeah. was the quarter show and like this is what was different about it this yeah. is what happened and it really shows the people um that he cares we care about those details and then they buy ownership in it and that's, you know, one of the reasons we have such a great staff. What about you? How long, what's, what's your history? Um, I've been in restaurants more decades than I want to admit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I came to Lexington. My husband's from here. We moved back here. You know, that story, get song and dance, get closer to family when we grew our family. Um, but we moved up here from Charleston. And so... I, they kind of scooped me up as soon as we got here. Yeah. Charleston, South Carolina, or West Virginia? Oh, South Carolina. Yeah, that's where I went to culinary school. Oh, did you, Johnson Wells? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at Magnolias down there. So. Oh, that's my daughter's name. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh, neat. So you got into the restaurant business. Bless your heart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> since the age of fourteen. So I've been, <laughs> been die hard. Um, but now, you know, I've gone and done everything in our own restaurant group, and you know, I. My title is director of marketing and training, but at the end of the day, you know how it is, how many hats you wear, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, going in and overseeing catering <coughs> or marketing or HR and, and finances and all sorts of stuff. So, but it, we're a local group, which is amazing. So we get to evolve and grow as much as we want. One of the questions that I have, and it's like almost become worn out, but I'm going to ask it anyway, the pandemic. Did it change your business model at all? Did it change how you did things? Was it shocking on March? What is it, Chef? It'll be forever in our memory. March twentieth or something like dun, that. Dun, dun. Yeah, yes. when that, when yeah, the shoe fell. Twentieth, one of those two days. Yeah, yeah. it was the twentieth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> bringing everyone together, you know, and having a company wide meeting. Did it change your business model at all, or the way you do your work? Yes, but I think it really gave the opportunity for people who wanted to advance and that resourcefulness and 
the people who <laughs> knew what you had to do in that moment. I mean, we went from full service to takeout to full service to takeout to yeah. blended of both. Chef knows about that. Yeah, you may have been there. Um, and we all had to wear hats. We had to bring so many more things inside the restaurant because of, on the marketing side, everything that we're doing daily, how to get that word out as things are evolving sure. and changing. And, and you know, that changed how we did business. Um, how we interact with our guests is more important now than it ever has been, even mm-hmm. though we've always, you know, taken such big care of people. But, you know, people can forget you overnight oh, if they have man, a bad service. Yeah. And so that is so, so important. Um, you know, but there's good things that's happened out of it. Yeah. You know, we learned how to streamline productivity, how to um, look at the cost control that we've all had to face from sourcing different things. How does that change our menus? How does that change how, how we think mm-hmm. and react and and hopefully get to plan before just reacting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the right. foresight of your yeah. well, takeout. I think, chef, trend. isn't yeah. that one of the things that changed? Is that people actually? It got crazy for takeout. You know, in the beginning, I th- I think as of right now, maybe it's the same for you. It's pretty much returned back to the way it was in certain ways in terms of the takeout to go business. I think we've gotten a lot better at takeout, mm-hmm. but you know, we're in a kitchen where we cut it off. Because it's just not, yeah, we just can't yeah. put it both both out. But yeah. I don't know. Someone's going to have to suffer, right. you know, if you don't t- turn exactly. it off. But I think some uh, restaurants took it as an opportunity to, to stay to go. Mm-hmm. Like some uh, dining rooms still have not opened. And some have built kitchens just to do to go. Yeah. They oh, yeah, that's really happening it, out there, too. You know? So uh, they're, they're, it definitely changed the industry. We haven't really seen all the repercussions yet, I don't think. But, um, you know, things are popping up. And I I agree with you. One thing that I'm seeing is the force to go to seasonal and local and available. Absolutely. And those kind of go hand in hand, you know, the availability comes from your region, because shipping and product lines just Uh don't work right now. So um, (laughs) I think we're kind of forced to pay attention to to what's happening in two weeks and where we are with yeah. seasons and who our local growers and what we can count on getting Which on a consistent is a basis. kind of so, a good thing, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're a little less spoiled, I think. You know, yeah, just yeah, less spoiled. That's, go, that's the way to wherever. put it. Now yeah. it's like, yeah, no. Now you're like, oh, is it mustard? Is right. it sriracha? Right. Is it like these things that we've taken for granted forever? Yeah. And, you know, what do we do in that place? Exactly, exactly. Bella so. Cafe, that's the latest. Yes. Which is such a sweet little place because it was once a, uh, what was that? Wine it was a little shop. French. Yeah, La Matin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Half Which was taking over and, a yeah. venerable, iconic place. Well, and that was cool. Wasn't there rumors that you were going to be doing the bread from La Matin? Um, well, we did in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he uh, a boss, um, he came and he taught us how to do it. and But, you know, we thought it was going to, we wanted to be a part of the neighborhood and take those staples and provide that. Um, but as we grew, and now it's been a year and a half since we've been open, in the neighborhood like that, you have to take the people's, uh, like their their wants and what they're really, and involve with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we've done. So we actually don't do the bread anymore, yeah. but we're, we've got a lot of other projects in the works too. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, well, if you ever wanted to let go of that recipe, you... You let me know. <laughs> that was a classic French baguette, but that's... Oh, it was actually. classic. But I get it. You know, I, I, if, if there's no demand, then 
and yeah. switch, switch your focus, right? I mean, yeah. we know how to evolve if the pandemic did teach us anything. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, Bella, I mean, are you guys open for dinner now? Last time, with, with you kind of, we're kind of in a combo with to-go and dinner. You guys are full-service, open, oh, brunch, yeah. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We've been wide open, I think, since the December of 2020. At that point, we didn't turn back, but we did notice the there we did shift a lot back towards the full service mm-hmm. but i don't think to goes going away i think that percentage if it was such and such before and now it's at such and i think that's going to stay yeah. i think our sales trends are going to be different i think this time of year i think uh november and december we're going to see in january for sure we're going to see to goes spike back up mm-hmm. and preparing oh, ourselves sure. for that and okay and then i think we're going to see a lot more caterings that you know to take home not maybe as much as in the restaurant in that time of the mm-hmm. year too i tend to agree with that i think that's a good strategy for restaurant tours out there is to keep practicing to goes when the cold weather rolls in now that people know they can do it and they can you know and we can do it well i mean we're talking full service entrees and things okay. like that i think before people's to go mind was chipotle and pizza and yes. chinese that's you right, know, yeah. and that was it. And but now, now it's like if you want a steak, medium rare, and you know whatever you yeah. can, you can get it and come pick it up. And we've kind of got it down, and we can do it well. So, uh, there, I think there's still some opportunity to to provide food when people are not thinking about going out to eat when there's a foot of snow on the ground. But you know they'll drive but by. It, c- and it gets restaurants an opportunity to be diversified. I think so, yeah. and really and does. really serve all year long so that's that's really good i don't think it's going away are any of your restaurants participating in restaurant week we aren't okay we um we launch seasonal menus at bellinote we do about six or seven times a year and it just kind of fell right in the spot where um seasonal menu was coming up so we're like let's just do this and and i did bring you guys some stuff to enjoy as well you probably have lunch but (laughs) oh no that we'll find room (laughs) because i remember your food is so delicious uh so tell us like your most popular items like say at bella cafe Um, Uh, i know i've been there two or three times and it's always good and i'm assuming it serves the chevy chase walk crowd as much as anything yeah yes absolutely um so definitely the the seasonal stuff i mean we've got the staples that people are going to love the burger at, at bella cafe and grill the pastas at bella note but i mean we see such a big spike anytime we bring anything new mm-hmm. or do anything that's from local farms or fresher um we just pe- see people really respond um right now we're doing an heirloom burrata appetizer at bella cafe and mm-hmm. grill it's heirloom season everybody oh, yeah. loves it oh, yeah. you you can't go wrong and it's a balsamico jelly oh, that goes with sounds it sounds so good i mean that's what you do this time of year you have to yeah it's, put, put out the tomatoes yeah don't do too much them. to them just <laughs> Get, yeah. get the tomatoes out. And this year, it felt like it was a little bit longer than it has been. And so, you know, people are trying to get them wherever they can right now, it feels mm-hmm. like. Uh, rightfully so, I am too. Um, <laughs> but we we just got so much fresh local corn in as well. So we're Ooh, having fun yummy. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a new salad starting off at Smashing Tomato, which each month we do uh, featured pizzas. And, and I'm now doing a salad because it's summer, of course. And we've got a grilled corn salad there with a a lime um, dressing that's so good and then at Bellinote with us launching our seasonal menu we've got everything from corn arancini and corn chowder and of course we have to have an heirloom appetizer with some of the good stuff too because 
why not? Nice. Arancini yeah. is one of my favorite words. How often do you do a new menu? You said seasonal. Is it like four times a year or? It's six to seven times a year. Oh, so, so it's so the base menu stays the same, and you run your seasonal features. Absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. That, I mean, hit all the seasons and all the diversity. That yeah. It's good. That's very, very good. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, we have uh, just a little bit of time left. How does one, for the three restaurants, what, where do you need, do you need reservations for any of them? I Probably for lunch at Bella Cafe, because yes, it's always crowded. It is. I mean, it's a great, quaint restaurant, and so reservations are always recommended. And mm-hmm. you do dinner at Bella, Bella Cafe. Yeah. How yeah. late are you open? We're open until 9 during the week and then 10 okay. on Friday and Saturday. Um, but more importantly there... Uh, brunch mm-hmm. is amazing, oh. and on Sundays, the, yeah, uh, it's on Saturday and Sundays, and, and we Sat- open up oh, at ten oh, for oh, that. Oh, what do you serve? Just um, traditional stuff, or oh no, that would be silly. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything's got a twist, you know. Um, there is a brunch burger that has a sriracha honey dressing on it. I think we've tried that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's delightful and sinful too. You may need a nap after it. Can you um, make brunch reservations? You can make okay. brunch reservations. And what are the hours? Um, it's at ten and then ends at three on Saturday and Sunday. But what's a little bit different about our brunch at Bella Cafe is we have a European brunch bar. So if you go in and get one of the entrees, you get to also go up to the bar. And it's got um, everything from parfaits to sliced meats and pastries and fresh fruit, fresh fruit juices. Um, We even have a honeycomb with fresh honey dripping off of it. And this so, is all at Bella Cafe. Yes. And do you do brunch at the other, uh, the pizza place? Probably not. Okay. Cafe, all right. Yeah. Well, that's all we really look, good. We get them, they get their, the brunch they all get a to plenty themselves. Of a, yeah, and you get plenty of business there. So, and nobody needs reservations, right? Uh, except for Bella Cafe. I would which say is smart. Bella Cafe and Bella Note. Yeah. Reservations Bella are Note, always Bella I think, is really growing in, uh, in popularity. So, yeah, Chef, I think we're. Yeah, well, guys, go go see Jillian and check out uh, Bella Bella Note and Bella Cafe and Smashing Tomato. It's one of our great local restaurant groups. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week for more Food News and Choose Radio. Thank you, Jillian. Yeah, thank you guys again for having me. Always a pleasure. Yes, thank you. All right, guys, welcome back to Food News and Choose Radio. I'm Chef Jeremy Ashby. Got my co-host and fellow foodie Sylvia Lovely here. Also, we got Norma Taylor, who is our special projects and marketing coordinator. If you guys have any interested advertising to foodies like yourself and us, then give Norma a message or a call on Facebook, uh, the Food News and Choose page. Sylvia, what is happening in the food world? Hey, got lots of things happening, but I want to start out with something that I think is so exciting that you kind of pioneered. And that is a multi-part series, in this case, on Italian food regions. And you said there were 20? Right. So How did you do all that? I mean, research, you're like really smart or something, right? You like researched all that. I, I, act, I Googled 20 regions of Italy. And then and I Googled came up. pasta, favorite pastas from the 20 regions. And literally somebody had pretty much mapped this out and done tons of research. Wow. Now, unfortunately, it didn't really include recipes. It was more like, so you had okay, to in this village, yeah. in this region, uh-huh. there was a lot of history behind it. So I, I did have a good resource where I drew from, with the exception of recipes. And that's kind of when I had to do a lot of research on each individual pasta and try to find its you know, true form. Because I don't know if you have looked at a recipe online or just looked up something to cook, right? 
You've got. I actually have. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as little as that could be believed. That's where people start. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe eighty percent of those recipes out there actually work well. You know, they're just kind of home written versions. And, but then you, you have know, to people add things here and take away here and put their own twists on it. And I, and I love that. That's how I cook too. But when you want traditional dishes from Italy from one village yeah. or region we really had to dive back so we're actually on part four of a five dinner series five right and how many courses for each is each one uniform in terms of courses it's four pasta courses and then you know a little something sweet at the end has it gotten rave reviews right no that. they've been absolute knockouts people go nuts over this and you know i didn't know how people were going to react to eating four courses of just pasta I mean, I was like, I can't wait to do that. But, uh, you know, I understand that's a lot. But people are, you know, they're standing they in line They don't seem to be it. staying away. Right. So this time we're doing uh, the regions of Emilia-Romagna, Lazio, Abruzzo, Molise. Those are the four regions. From Emilia-Romagna, I'm doing tortellini and brodo. And that's mm -hmm. going to be a tortellini pasta. Those, you know, everybody loves that, right? But I'm filling mine with mortadella, prosciutto, and parmesan, and nutmeg. And mortadella is basically the Italian version of bologna. So imagine kind of oh. <laughs> bologna and prosciutto filling inside tortellini. Wow. Being a light little broth just made from beef, almost like a consomme. So it's um, it's all, almost soup-like. Imagine Italian wonton soup. That's what it seems like, you know? Uh, next up, this one's one of the kings, guys. From Lazio, it's carbonara. That's... Oh. I don't think there's a better... Uh -huh. Some of the classics like, you know, a matrachana, carbonara, alla norma... They, you really can't. A la Norma must be named yeah, after Norma. Right. Okay. Oh. You or can't Norma really was go named wrong after it. Yeah. So carbonara in its traditional fashion. I've heard many re versions of how carbonara was made. The one I liked the best was Italian miners would take dry pasta and egg and some dried ham and enter the, the coal mines for the day. And they would actually really? cook a little pasta cool. down in the mine. That's why they call it carbonara, carbon. You know, I never coal. knew that. That is fascinating. Right. So Lazio, so spaghetti pasta, that's just going to be pure, uh, just fresh eggs beaten with guanciale, which is kind of like pork a jowl, the neck and parmigiano reggiano and that's just kind of boiled together it creates this creamy egg egg cheese sauce with bacon a lot of people put it on their brunch Yay. menus because it's kind of a eggs and bacon pasta right why kind not of makes sense yeah. next up sanye fagioli uh or fagiole however we say it around here but uh sanye is kind of like a, a short little tagliatelle pasta imagine like a fat little fettuccine that's cut into three inch pieces mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this one's done uh with fagioli the, the beans you know have you ever had pasta fagioli you know that's right. so the italian bortoli beans uh borlotti beans um white beans uh with a little tomato celery carrot and bacon kind of brothy sauce uh, with that pasta and that's from abruzzo and then from Molise we have cavatelli al sugo de mai i can't even pronounce the last word sorry that's okay, just so that, you know, is your usual right, <laughs> great right. stuff. <laughs> so cavatelli is one of my favorite pasta shapes, one of the, the most popular What's home like? village pastas. It's kind of like a little football that has um, a little divot in it. Yeah, yeah, cool. I don't know. It's almost like a little seashell shape. Oh, I, I know what you're like talking about. Like little mini yeah. seashells. Gotcha, gotcha. And a lot of times they're made out of ricotta. Like ricotta cavatelli is yeah. a big thing. You just add ricotta cheese and eggs to your semolina and then run it through. You can use flour if you want to. But then, uh, so we have that sexy little pasta that's just going to be handmade. And then we're going to stew down ragu of pork and tomatoes and onions and parsley and garlic. Probably 
a familiar tomato sauce to you you know just kind of a classic pork based mm-hmm. tomato sauce and then we'll dress that pasta um and then for the end bombolini which is going to be basically fried donuts with powdered sugar on it we're just going to serve it with nutella and caramel sauce you can dip <laughs> it in there so just a fun little finish to that um so this is i guess you want to add the dessert it's five courses it's fifty dollars plus yeah. tax and gratuity so when that's going to be August 11th at 6.30 p.m. Reservations will go live today. Well, they'll be sold out like within 24 hours if it's like it usually is. Uh, we're so hoping people need so. to do that. We are hoping so. But uh, that doesn't mean you're going to miss out completely because this is part four of five. There's another dinner coming up, so keep listening to Food News and Choose. Sure. And you'll be the first ones to know about it because the restaurant doesn't even know about this. You here listening. This is it. This This is is straight from the show. This is great. Um, Tell us just quickly about Restaurant Week. What are you seeing? What's different from, say, last year? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, last year was, I guess we did it last year, even though we were at the tail end of the pandemic. And now we've kind of gotten through that. Uh, Anything that you're noticing about it? Um, I think Lexington's doing a great job supporting their local restaurants. I think Lexington Restaurant Week did a fabulous job promoting it. Yeah, Connie Joe Miller, yay. Yeah, the business is there. I think there was a lot more variation in, in play from the restaurants this year in terms of the menus and how they constructed them. But, you know, we had the, the, the $19, the $29, the $39 Yeah, I had three options. tiers, yeah. And I've seen a lot more diversity in what they're serving. Uh, several restaurants have offered upcharges. So, you know, if That's you really want to make it? an experience yeah. and mm-hmm. eat the ribeye or the New York strip on top of the, instead of the chicken, then you can add 20 bucks and, and have that as your entree. So there's been some diversity. Overall, I think the biggest thing I've seen this year is it's cha- more challenging for restaurants. In what way? And, and not that we're upset about it. We, the business is there. We love it. But yeah. I think we've seen a, a high turnover in staff over the past year. People still finding That's their still way. That's still an issue, yeah. And for, for and everybody's heard this. I'm not going to lie about it. The cost. Yeah. So food up. cost is up. So honestly, um, you know, last year I had a steak option. You know, last year I had a little bit more. I was giving a little bit more this year i think we have a very we have three courses with three options each very nice selections but they're different mm-hmm. you know we've had to adapt to availability and to stay in that kind of <coughs> window mm-hmm. where we can offer three dishes yep. for 39 and you're having issues with availability of stuff right yeah that's, that's kind of continuing it, it's strange now b- before it was actual commodity style products yeah bacon milk eggs now it's you know sriracha you know hot sauce uh saltine crackers individually wrapped you know like it's all over the board so i I don't really know what's going on have you heard about mustard seeds mustard soon in France, france which is like huge big time big time thing i mean people are like it has to be the authentic it has to in i don't know i mean what who's to who's to know what's going on out there it's crazy yeah, I mean, there's some mustard snobs out there, so mustard yeah. snobs. and and they're not having no Frenches or <laughs> or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, big Italian dinner. Call eight five nine two nine six one zero zero seven for reservations for that, and um, you know that's what's coming up. Yeah, uh, new menu. Uh, we and later on we're talking to Jillian mm-hmm. uh, from 
the what's the group i mean i know the restaurant individual restaurants but she it's with a group yeah the bella restaurant group bella restaurant group Mm -hmm. and she's going to be talking about uh, several menus a year that they put out seasonal and such you've got one kind of coming too right i do you know we're playing with that in the kitchen right now so we're 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 going into kind of summer fallish you know, things like cinnamon chipotle rub lamb lollipops mm-hmm. will be an appetizer. Some sherry garlic shrimp, uh, which is kind of more of a Spanish tapas style. Where we're really just going to be sautéing a pile of shrimp and olive oil and butter and tons of garlic and oh, sherry wine and chilies. Delicious. And it's going to be a, like a skillet full of them, and you just have uh-huh. a big old loaf of bread to dip in it. Oh, cornmeal fried brie. Hey, um, and I know tomato pie is on there. And it's so actually I'm, called Sylvia's Heirloom Tomato Pie. I love that. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about being named so. in the rest. Of the, okay, let's talk about one food item first, and then I want to make sure that Norma has a chance to describe something that's really exciting that we're going to yeah, be doing yeah. and coming up. Um, dog-friendly restaurants. Clarify for us what's going on with dog-friendly restaurants. There's an article in the paper where they identify eight spots where you can do dog friendly and here's what they say chef because i know you've had some issues with this right um dogs must not come in contact with any food service items and must be kept on a leash that's not surprising while on restaurant property businesses who allow dogs need proper signage um indicating these rules the outdoor area also can't be cannot be fully enclosed and must have a separate entrance entrance for dogs customers with dogs how does that translate into reality um, I don't really, I, I don't know who enforces these rules. Um, maybe the local health department. Probably. Um, you know, I don't really Do have, have a, a lot I of don't have a sign come? up that instructs dog owners, nor am I required to put one up. And they don't have a lot, I guess. Do we? Uh, I think there's some leash laws that might be, and I don't, a you diner know, what, maybe? here's what, yeah. here, here's the answer I received from the health department in terms of dogs and whatever. They can eat on the, on the patio adjacent to the restaurant yeah i don't really know what that means what's adjacent to the restaurant mean patio adjacent to the restaurant so that would seem to say our so i do demo. the upper patio yeah i know the upper patio um yeah. and the diner does it fully, in their patio. fully always welcome um but beyond that i just i think the rules are restaurant tours just look for some class and you know um responsibility on it i think uh, a leash is probably good um we do have a lot of requests because we do let dogs come on the upper patio yeah, and probably more you know during the pandemic i think everybody wanted a puppy <laughs> <laughs> it right. seems to have taken hold and then they want to be with the dog all the time right they do and they the, there's some some people that really want their dogs served like like on a plate yeah oh and, no and you know like no. fil- like a medium filet on a on a porcelain plate and drop it on the ground no. and we're not gonna do that okay? oh my lord so, anyway <laughs> so that's don't come looking expecting for that. that well that would seem to violate the rule but people don't know that i mean they don't really have maybe this article people can find it and, and i guess google it when it comes to the lower patio and it's covered area you know it's not fully enclosed we we allow it um i do we do have our hostess or people that seat the table mm-hmm. with a dog we let them know that they, if we have other customers that don't like that's it, that's right because some will, people don't like we'll have to move them to the dog. upper patio yeah okay that sounds great let's do a norma uh, Norma is doing a fabulous job with some special projects, and in particular with our sponsor, which we love, Sullivan, which is an epicenter of it, uh, great 
food and a culinary kitchen to die for. And we're going to be doing some video work with that, right? Mm-hmm. Norma, tell us about the Chef Challenge. You've been putting all this together. Yes. Yeah, so this is the second year that we're doing our Chef Challenge with our wonderful Sullivan University. Uh, they're so great to work with. And this started out with one student who we took to a local farmer's market, the Chevy Chase. Yeah, uh, it's your favorite market. spot in the world, right? <laughs> I love the Chevy Chase Farmer's Market. It's my neighborhood, and it's, it's just, they have wonderful selection. So, we, but the, the catch was she didn't get to pick anything out. The I vendors picked yeah. everything out and gave it to her, and then she had to go back and create a meal. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun with it. I think she had a great time. She's now graduated, went to Blackberry Farm in Wellington, Tennessee. Not bad. Got out. Not, Not bad, bad at gig. all. Not a so, bad gig. <laughs> so this year, we're, we're ratcheting it up a little bit. We've got two students competing. You decided to go big. I did. Go go big or go home. So, yeah. So, and we're, we're going pro. We've got uh, chef judges this year coming uh, to to help us. So, the event is actually taking place, uh, the taping, on the 18th. We will be doing a video. It'll be available on Podbean. Which Pod is a little B. unusual for us. I mean, this is, we well, do yeah. all, you know, yeah. audio, but yeah. we're actually doing a video yeah, on so this and can make it part of our podcast. Top yeah. Chef Kentucky Watch Out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a really good time. They'll be shopping at the market on the 17th. So, you know, if you want to come check out the Chevy Chase Farmer's Market, the 17th of August, they'll be there. And then on the 18th, they'll be cooking. And this will be just like our show, except you'll be able to see stuff, too. Yes. You know, it'll be our show on steroids. Right. You'll right. be able to see the prep. You'll be able to hear the comments. You'll be able to hear it live as, as, as mm-hmm. they make their decisions. So, yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. Oh, yeah. oh you wild woman, you. Yeah. Oh, so, I love a no good, wonder they named a pasta after her. I love a good <laughs> knife fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does Norma <laughs> mean something in like, what does Nor- does, Norma? Why would they name a pasta well, after there's, Norma? Well, there's an, a, the pasta in Norma is eggplant, correct? Yeah. Yes, that's like what I thought. Eggplant, yeah. tomatoes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, my name and means forest, so I don't know. But I don't, I, I mean, Norma was an opera in Italy. Uh, there was yeah, an opera who knows? Maybe that I'm person I'm sure it like, was some beautiful opera singer like named Norma, Norma who yeah. really liked mm-hmm. this eggplant yeah. tomato sauce. So yeah. maybe you were an opera singer in yeah, your I'll have to. I'll have life. to research that. Um, Chef uh, Sullivan, let's brag on Sullivan for a minute. And mm-hmm. you get a lot of folks from Sullivan in your kitchen. Tell us about that. I beg for them. So I typically annoy um, the administration to death (laughs) because I want their graduates. I want their students. I want them to do externs with me. One, because you guys listening out there, I'm I'm where you want to do the externship. I'm going to give you some attention and time. Never mind. I'm bragging on myself. (laughs) I just want you at Azor because I think 90% of my kitchen's a Sullivan graduate right now. Is that awesome? And I just... You know, these guys come out with the knowledge, the the drive, mm-hmm. and, and we can take them so far. And I just love looking at the Lexington landscape right now and, and seeing the guys that, you know, yeah. my kids out there doing mm-hmm. big kids, things. Kids, I love that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm proud of them. So, you know, thank you, Sullivan, for bringing us great talent. And, and, and for being our sponsor. I mean, that oh, is just yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, everything that's food... Mm-hmm you know driven in this community mm-hmm. has a base with sullivan we, we yeah. can thank them for that for the past They're ubiquitous that's yeah. correct and i think uh, 10 or 15 years now here 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's totally awesome, yeah. and I know how mm-hmm. much you rely on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have as our next guest Jillian. Jillian Richards is going to be marketing with the, the Bella Cafe, Bella No Taste, Mashing Tomato. Food. She brought she food. Brought food. So we love her, and That's I love good. the restaurants. I can't wait and to. Norma, you ate some of it. I Was did. it any good? There is, there's this wonderful, like, chocolate tart that's Budino. Ha, oh that has a little time jason and did too yeah yes. jason who runs the board today yes and in good fashion Fabulous. she's brought heirloom tomatoes and arancini yeah. the little risotto arancini balls that are delicious. fried that are on the seasonal menu she's going to tell us about coming up now what do they mm-hmm. consist of risotto typically oh yummy which you know classically would be finished with some cream and some cheese yummy. and then that's chilled down yummy. and she probably would form it into balls and this one i think is corn so let's gonna have some corn in there right but fried yes. cheesy rice balls sylvia yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right down our alley oh honey <laughs> yeah. honey we're all over that. i love it i love it and then um so and then those heirloom tomatoes that i know you're going crazy over as well exactly so guys we're good. We're well good. check us out on the next yeah. food news and choose with jillian and we'll talk food and eat some all right sounds great